Okay, tonight, like they mentioned, we're going to be on a topic which is very basic. Uh, I think we've all heard about it, but not that many of us actually participate in what this topic is about. Um, some of us, like Jackson, who prayed, uh, he's on a reading schedule, reading the New Testament, and guess how many days? 60 days. He started at Freshman Connect, and he's about halfway done. So some are burning it up. Uh, some of us are in there a little bit slower pace, and some of us maybe just every once in a while. So <clears throat> this is a topic that I enjoy speaking about because when I was your age, sitting in your chair, yes, I was a business student, listening to professors up here, when I met this club, and one thing this club taught me to do because they love the Word of God, they helped me develop a habit I've been practicing for the last 40 years. And I'm so thankful I learned it from you guys. So now I'm here to pass on, as I'm getting older and like to pass on this next generation, what got passed on to me, and that was a love for God's Word and a, and a, a habit uh, to find Him in the Word every day. And... A lot of people start this race, but not that many complete. Probably a lot of you started the Bible reading, but maybe you've kind of drifted off. Well, that's why you need companions. That's why you need to get a habit where it's just part of your life. And that will serve you so well as you go on to the next stage in life. You know, right now you think life's pretty stressful and dramatic and chaotic and you're very busy, well, guess what? There's more challenges ahead and uh, there's more trials ahead. There's more joy ahead and there's more Christ ahead. But you'll find him primarily in the Word. So we just like to have a good foundation. This is one reason why I believe I've been able to continue as a Christian uh, because I got helped with this habit and then I also got connected with other people that love God's Word. So we together have been going on. So uh, I'm so thankful that I got this habit picked up. Okay, so let's look at our outline. Reading the Bible, very simple. I'm going to share for a few minutes on a couple of these points. The student's going to pick up and take it from there. And then we're going to have a few minutes for you to spend talking to each other about this outline, and then some of you could volunteer like we did last week. Did you join that last week when you, someone came up here and just spoke some of these uh, riches to us? Well, we like to do that again tonight. That was very enjoyable. So I'm going to try to limit my speaking, and we're trying to give you some time here. Okay, so let's go look at the first verse there. Um, let me give you a little context here. Let's read the verse, I'll give you some context all together. And that from a babe you have known the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. So that from a babe, yes, from a babe you've known. So this was written from probably the most leading Christian ever to live on the earth, Paul, who wrote the majority of the New Testament and had the greatest revelation of any human being other than Jesus Christ. Uh, and so he was much used by the Lord. This Timothy was one of his younger co-workers, his spiritual child. And so he's writing to him 
Of the 14 letters Paul wrote, this is the very last one. That's important. And of the four chapters in this book, this is the third chapter. It's the second to last point. The last point he shares, the last positive point he shares with Timothy, Timothy is the coming reward. He wants to encourage Timothy about in the tough times that Timothy, there's a coming reward. Hang in there. The reward's on the way. There's some reward as we go, and there's more reward as we continue. So this was a time already in Paul's time, about 60, 70 A.D., when uh, things were declining, the church. Actually, let me back up. Until Christ came, uh, the whole world was uh, dark. You know, we know the world lies in the evil one, the hands of the evil one. So he's darkness. And so Christ's coming was like a great light springing up. He was a light, the light of life, the light of men. And then when he was crucified, died, resurrected, ascended, he propagated himself. He continued that life in the church. And so now the church is the light. But the church was already declined by then. So in the very, the very last point, He's speaking to Timothy, and this is what he's raising. He's telling Timothy that you, uh, you've continued in these things and that from a babe you've known the sacred writing. So he's, you could call it an antidote because of the decline already. The, the church was already in decline. The light was dimming. Things were coming in. Wrong teachings were coming in, unhealthy teachings. So the church itself was already the light was starting to go out. So Paul knew that the only antidote that to counteract this decline, one thing I want to leave with you, Timothy, and that's the divine word. If we're going to turn the situation around, there's got to be some young people that are in the word and living that word out. That will reverse the trend. So it's critical, the placement of this verse, and is speaking to Timothy that you've known the sacred writings which are not only able to turn the situation around, but make you wise into salvation. Okay, you got that? So this has three points, three simple points I want you to get. Point one, let's read it. To contact the living person of Christ. Very good. That's the primary reason we come to the Word is to contact a living person, Christ. So we put the words living person in there so he wouldn't miss who Christ is. So we're not talking about coming to the Word to enhance your religion or to get more doctrinal teaching about how you should live your life. We're coming to the Word for what reason? To contact the living person of Christ. Our goal in coming to this Word is to find the living person of Christ. Contact. The second point is once we contact the living person of Christ, read number two. Receive the divine provision. So when we contact this person who is God and man, sinless man, there's provision in him. There's a supply in him. So we're not here trying to keep outward rules and regulations by our fallen life. We're coming to a person who's supplying us with the divine provisions. And we listed a few of them here. We couldn't list all of them out. So contact the living person of Christ to receive the divine provisions. And then finally, the third point is what? To grow. To grow. So it's a very good order. If you're coming, you know, I like to put out winter rice seed and the, 
the winter months in our yard. And so on the back of the, the packet of the seeds, it says the seed must contact the earth. You can't just throw it on some leaves. The seed must contact the dirt. Contact. So we have to have contact. We need to contact this person. That's our only hope is if we contact this person. And then it says, then the seed will receive water, nutrients. So we contact, receive, and then guess what the seed does after it contacts the soil and gets the provisions of the soil and the water and sunshine? What does it do? It grows. And that's what happens to us as Christians. The Bible is a book of life. It's revealing the source of life. If we contact Christ as life, then we will be provided with these provisions and we will grow. Got it? So again, got the order? Number one, why do we read the Bible? Contact the living person of Christ. Good. Number two, to receive the divine provisions. Number three. Okay, this side. Why do we read the Bible? Very good. Number two. To receive the divine provision. All together. Now look at me. Why do we read the Bible? To contact the living person of Christ. To receive the divine provision. To grow. Very good. Good class. You're dismissed. <laughs> okay. Uh, a couple of verses here. Uh, number... Uh, number 1, John 5, 39, says, oh, why don't you read it? Why don't this section read that first verse over here? Got it? You search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life, and it is these that testify concerning me. Yet you are not willing to come to me that you may have life. So we're talking now to some Pharisees, some religious people, and they search the scriptures, Searching the scriptures, that's good to search the scriptures because you think in them you have eternal life. That's true. If you find the person, you'll get the eternal life. He says, but it's these that testify concerning me. This is about me. When you come to this, you should be looking for me. And it says, you are not willing to come to me that you may have life. So you can have eternal life. You can get that life, but not just through searching the scriptures, and looking for doctrine and teaching. But if you touch the person, then you'll get the life. So this was a big help to see, to come to the Word, to contact the Lord, and to receive life. Remember, it's a book of life, and in, in the seed is a living thing. If it contacts the soil, it receives the provisions, it will grow. Okay, then the next verse, how about this section? Read the next verse, 2 Corinthians 3, 15, 16. Go. Indeed, unto this day, Whenever Moses is read, a veil lies on their heart. But whenever their heart turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Very good. So here, this is talking about the Old Testament believers, the Jews, Jewish people. Uh, actually, they were not believers. And it says, indeed, this unto this day, whenever Moses is read, Moses wrote the first five books of the Old Testament, a veil lies on their heart. So they come and read, and they, they can't see anything. They can't get anything because a veil lies on their heart. Then it says that whenever their heart turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. 
And then it goes on to say, and the Lord is the Spirit. So when you come to the Word and you turn your heart to the Lord, to the Word, the veil is taken away. So there's an unveiling whenever we come to the Word. So we want, when we want to read, when we read the Bible, we want there to be an unveiling, a revealing of this person. Okay? So that's contact. We have to contact the Lord in the Word. That's the reason we come. And then number two is, read that one. To receive the divine provision. Okay, so the first provision is breath. Very basic to human life. Without, without breath, we're not going to last that long. And we receive breath when we come to the Lord to touch the Lord in the Word. We receive spirit. We receive breath. We receive life. And that's because all Scripture is God-breathed. It's His breath. So the Scripture came about by God doing this. Speaking, speaking. His speaking is His breathing. When He's speaking, it's His breath. It's His essence. So the essence of this book is spirit. The words I've spoken to you are spirit. So when we come to this book, it contains the spirit. It's unlike all your other books. Go over here to the PCL library. You can go down millions of volumes. You won't find one other book that you can come to and receive spirit, receive life. You can study about it, but you can't receive it. Are you a biology major? Okay. A lot of people are reading about biology, and you can't get life from that. But from this book, you can come. So when we come <laughs> to the Word, we should come to touch the Lord as a spirit. All scriptures, God breathes. So this book, the physics people uh, call this, you could liken it to potential energy. So God just breathed out spirit and it was, it was captured in black and white. And it's on your shelf. It's just like black and white. But in this book, if you come to this book and you exercise your spirit over this book and reading it and praying it, that potential energy becomes what? kinetic energy it starts moving you start releasing the life in this book the the spirit in this book and that starts enlivening you and that starts uh, uh, starts the divine life moving and growing in you so that's the the key to come in the Bible is to strike it with your spirit so you could use this illustration this is a match and you could say the essence of this match is right here on the tip, and it's called what? Phosphorus. So that's what causes this match to work, to burn. The essence of this match is phosphorus. Okay, this is the Bible. The essence of this Bible is what? Spirit. Okay, so just as the essence of this match is, the essence of this book is? Got it. So here's a man, and this man has a mind, an emotion, a will. He also has a spirit right here, right here. And if you come to the Word, if you come to the Word, and you, you strike it with your spirit, guess what's going to happen? You come to the Word. Okay, usually you do like this, right? But now I'm going to do it this other way. You come to the Word, 
and you strike it with your spirit. <laughs> Don't set off the alarm in here. No. You'll catch the divine fire. There's fire. You'll catch the divine fire. You'll get lit. It will light. How many of you, how many of you gotten lit? Reading the word. I know you get lit a lot. You're, you're lit about all the time. If you got lit by reading the word, woo! It's the greatest human experience you'll ever have. It's the divine fire. It's, it's what you were made for. It's purpose. It's so good. So we like to have that daily lighting. Okay, that's the breath. So we come and we use our spirit and we breathe in the breath of life. And okay, Matt's going to pick it up from here. And then you're going to pick it up from there. So pay attention because you're up after Matt. <laughs> oh. All right. Wait a minute, wait a minute, we gotta get you recorded here. Okay. So this is not implications, you gotta project your voice. And this will just get us a recording. So you can go on CSOC website and here you'll see Matt. <laughs> All right. Okay, yeah. So as Tim was saying, you know, we were getting into uh, you read the Bible to receive the divine provision. So the first aspect of this is the breath, right? All scripture is God breathed. So when you get into the word, you're literally getting the breath of God, the life of God, the spirit of God, right? In fact, I think in the Old Testament, often uh, the same word is used for, for breath and spirit and wind, right? And so you're, you're receiving the moving God when you read his word. And then the second point here is food. So, uh, you know, maybe this is kind of a new concept to y'all. I know... We got into it a little in the beginning of the semester that the Bible is food, right? We see this in Jeremiah 15, 16. Uh, it says, your words were found and I ate them. See this in the beginning of Ezekiel 3. Actually, God says, eat this scroll, which is like a weird thing to eat, right? But, but that's in the word, right? To eat the word. And then maybe some of y'all uh, did the John reading challenge with us this summer. And you saw all throughout John 6, right? I am the living bread. I am the bread that came down out of heaven. He who eats of me will live because of me. So we see all throughout the Bible that the word provides us that supply, that sustenance, right? To get us food, spiritual food. Okay, so let's read uh, Matthew 4.4 4 all together. Ready? Go. Okay, real fast note, what proceeds out of the mouth of somebody? Breath, yeah. It's almost like this is all connected, huh? Okay, so um, uh, another question. This is, I'm, you know, I'm not great at grammar. What are those little, like, those little, like, two things that come right before man, they, they come after God as well? What, what are those called? Right, okay, quotation marks. So... When, when Jesus is, is, is here, right, and he's, he's answering this, this is when Jesus was being tempted uh, by Satan in the wilderness, right? He had just been fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. He hadn't eaten anything in like over a month. That's a really long time. He was super hungry, I, I bet, right? Like, that's a long time. Okay, 
Um, and Satan comes and says, turn this rock, turn this stone into bread. Now, was Christ just like, you know, how could I respond to this? Hmm. I got it. I have an idea. I'll just come up with this really cool phrase on the spot. Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Is that what he did? No, he quoted the Old Testament, right? Because he was so filled and saturated with the word, right? So this is just a, a fantastic example to see that not only was Christ saying man shall live on every word, this is Christ actually living on those words. He didn't have physical food he was eating. He was living on the very words of God, right? And so we can enter into the same experience. In fact, if you read the rest of that chapter, Satan tempts him with two other things. And each time Jesus responds with something from Deuteronomy 8, right? So when we really pour into the, the word, really get into these verses, really feast on uh, the word of God, it's in us. It becomes part of us. It constitutes us. Okay, uh, so then the third part of the divine provision is light. All right, um, so let's all read Psalm 119, 105. Yeah, so I think a lot of us have probably heard this verse before, pretty, pretty common one. Um, so it's not saying like, here is the word and it's a dark alley. Let me just like flashlight, you know, that, that's not what it's saying, right? And we all kind of understand that doesn't make any sense. But a lot of times that's how we spiritually treat this verse, right? We run into a problem. It's like, whoa, I got to make a big decision or whoa, this thing just happened. I don't know how to handle it, right? And so we're like, oh, I know. Your word is a lamp to my feet and light to my path. So let me just find something in here. This looks good. Okay, I can't find any answers in here. What? This, this isn't telling me what to do, right? So we can't come to, the, to come to the word to just tell us what to do at any given moment. The word becomes our light and our lamp by daily being constituted with it, daily getting into the word, right? We know that Christ is the light of the world. So that when we every day kind of get a little bit, a little glimpse, a little exposure to this light, we get light, right? And we get lamp to our feet. It means, you know, lamps don't shine very far, right? They just shine a little bit, like a, a few foot radius. So when you have a lamp into your feet, you're not running. You're kind of like taking each step a little carefully, like, eh, where do I go? Okay, now you got that. So that's, that's the word in our daily experience, right? God wants us to have to come to him daily in order to know that next step and that next step. But the word is also a light unto our path. So the word provides some general guidance for, how, uh, for where to go in our Christian life, right? The word, uh, you know, it tells us, you know, make disciples of all nations. That's some general good guidance. You know, if you're, if you're not on that path, you're probably on the wrong path, right? So it, it's very illuminating when you get into the word and it really, it, it really shines and tells you what path you're on and, uh, and, and where your next step should be. But that comes from a daily reading. Okay, uh, so to receive the divine provision through breath, food, and light. All right, let's all say it together. Breath, food, and light. All right, fantastic. Now, all of this results in the last point, which is to grow. Okay, let's read 1 Peter 2, 2 through 3. All right, okay, circle the word milk, word, and grow. All right, so we all can agree just right now that you read the word and you grow, right? We're good on that? Okay, do you read the word and you're like, wow, I know so much more about God 
and that's your growth. Is it your growth in knowledge? Is it your growth in ability? Is it your growth in bib- biblical trivia so you can like win prizes at games and stuff? I don't know. No, we, we can see that that's not how God treats growth, right? Yeah. So we see in this uh, long for the guileless milk of the word, which goes right back to our earlier point of the word being food. So this is an organic growth. Every day you get a little more milk, you get a little more life, and you start growing in life, right? This is something that this growth takes all of these things. It takes breathing in the breath of God. It takes eating Christ as food, right? It takes receiving him as your light. And this is done through a daily contacting of the living person of Christ, right? So I really want to stress that this, this is a thing that, that God wants us to do on a regular basis. You know, growth is a small thing. It, it goes little by little, day by day. Uh, even, uh, even Jesus actually had to grow in his human life, right? We think Jesus was like, you know, he's God, right? He's ready. But, okay, how old was Jesus when he was crucified? 33. 33. How old was he when he started his ministry? Okay, so he spent three years in his ministry, what was he doing the other 30 years? Like, why was he here? Just, like, wasting time? It's like, hanging out? Building some, like, really cool birdhouses with his carpentry skills? <laughs> Probably not that, right? In fact, in Luke 2.40, we actually see the verse, And the little child grew. This is Jesus. So we also experience this growth, right, so that we can become useful to the Lord and his purpose. Okay, so let's go over the, the main points. To contact the living person of Christ. Sorry, let me get the title first. Reading the Bible to contact the living person of Christ to receive the divine provision in breath, food, and light in order to grow. Okay, so hopefully y'all are all ready to come share this, this outline. Um, but before I, I let y'all kind of pair up and, and start speaking it to one another for a few minutes, I want to close with this pretty epic quote by this dude named Jonathan Edwards. Okay, says, The devil has always shown a mortal hatred for that holy book, the Bible, for he knows it to be the light by which his kingdom of darkness is overthrown. It is no, no small thing to spend five minutes in the Bible each day. It is a massive thing. It is a huge thing. It is a monumental thing just to give the Lord this time. Uh, In front of all of y'all, you have a uh, Bible reading schedule. That thing is awesome. Okay, to develop a daily habit of reading the word. That is what overcomes Satan's kingdom of darkness. That is what uh, produces God's purpose. Okay, so now like eight-ish minutes to uh, pair up and speak these points, mainly to get the main points and you can get some verses. That'd be great too. And then uh, we'll come back and one of y'all or a few of y'all can come up here and uh, share it to everybody. All right.